begin in 1 John chapter 3. I'm going to start reading in verse 4 and then just work my way down to verse 6. <laughs> and uh, today I will be doing a review. The, re- <laughs> the reason being was that I, I got a bit more revelation on some of those things uh, through the week as I was going back over some of my notes. And I just want to share some of those things with you as we move forward. Is that okay? Because otherwise I'm going to know things that you don't know. And I don't want that to happen. And I might start making reference to those things and you're going, what is he talking about? So let's begin in verse 4 where the Apostle John writes here, First John 3 and verse 4. He says, whoever commits sin transgresses also the law. Uh, literally commits lawlessness for sin is the transgression of the law. Remember again, we're not talking about normal sins. We are talking about sins against God himself. Amen. Verse 5, and you know that he, Jesus Christ, was manifested to take away our sins. And in him is no sin. So here's the, fir- here's the first reason the Apostle John says, notice he says, we know that Jesus, that he, that's Jesus Christ, was manifested to take away our sins. Because he's going to manifest, he's going to bring that statement out again, except it's going to be for something very significant. And that is in verse 8 when he says, For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. But these two things are so closely related. uh, And that's the reason why I want to draw your attention to them. Notice, first of all, he says, again, in verse 5, he says, And you know that he, Jesus Christ, was manifested to take away our sins. Notice that? So he's, he's hinting to something. And I didn't realize this, to be honest with you. I didn't realize what he was actually hinting to. He's hinting to something so significant that he, he hints to it and then he concludes it in verse 8. Notice again, he says, you know that he was man- see, Jesus Christ was manifested in verse 5 to take away our sins and in him is no sin. It's very interesting. He says that he was manifested to take away our sins. So everybody just gets caught up in, oh yes, brother, you know, we're all sinners, saved by grace, and he came to take that away so that we wouldn't be sinners anymore, saved by grace, that would be the righteousness of God. And that's true. Amen, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. But there's something more to this, because when you hit verse 8, something else is going on. He, he goes even further when he says, and I, I know I'm all over the place, okay, I'm, I, I warned you, okay, <laughs> When he gets to verse 8, he says that he or she that commits sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. Now, I want you to notice the ter- that phrase, from the beginning. Why is he going back to the beginning? This is what was bugging me. You know, I said, why? Why do you need to, you know, yeah, it's a fact that the devil sinned from the beginning. We understand that. But why go there when you're talking about our sin? Why go there when we're talking about, well, I kicked the dog today, or okay? And we know it's not talking about that, right? But most people think that. They think it's personal sin. And I said to you before, this is not that kind of sin. This has nothing to do with the Mosaic law sin. This has to do with God's universal law sin, which we're going to have a look at today. Somebody that broke it and what happened to them, okay? We all know it's the devil, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. We all read the book. You know, this is one of those books everybody knows, all right? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, so what, what I want to do is I want to take you, I want to take you on a bit of a journey. Okay? Now, everything that the Apostle John has been talking about here, he's, it's very interesting how he's looking at sin in this passage different to the way he looks at sin everywhere else. All right, And the reason is, he's about to bring us a revelation. He's about to show something to us that is going to change everything 
the way we think about everything and also understand what Jesus actually did. Something massive that we missed. We kind of knew it, but we kind of missed it in this, in these verses and the significance of it in these verses. Okay. I went to uh, verse 5. Let's, let's go from verse 5 to verse 6 so we know again what's going on. And he says, And you know that he, Jesus Christ, was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Verse 6. He says, Whosoever abides in him sins not. Whosoever sins has not seen him nor known him. Now there's something again very significant here. Notice how he says, Whosoever abides in him sins not. Again, he is trying to bring something to our attention. He goes from sin now to abiding in him. <laughs> okay, I know everybody's looking with squinty eyes. Why does he bring the fact that we abide in him? I'm not going to answer the question. I'm just going to ask you the question. Okay, I want you to keep things in mind. He's talking about from the beginning. He's talking about us abiding in him. All in relation to something that has gone wrong. All in relation to a victory that has been won. All in relation to what God was trying to do in Christ to redeem us back to a place where we once were. <laughs> Almost gave it away. All right. Very good. So the astute ones would have picked up on this. Okay, so <laughs> this duality, this there is a duality in abiding in him. And I want to bring that out very quickly because I missed this last time. Uh, in John chapter 14 and verse 19, can you go there, please? See. When it says that those who live in Christ don't go on sinning, when he says living in Christ, he's bringing out a fact. See, the Apostle John knew a lot more than he was writing. And so he would, you know how sometimes you would make reference, I do this all the time and I'm sorry I do it, but <laughs> dad always comes and says, you need to clarify that, you know. I sometimes make reference to one thing with the understanding that you kind of know what else went with it. Are you all with me? And so the Apostle John He's writing something here. And you know, if he wrote everything out, it'd just be very, very long. Okay? <laughs> All right? So I, I honestly believe that he makes reference to things that you'd go, oh, that's right. We, it's not just us living in Christ. I need to say this correctly, okay? It's not just us living in Christ. He knows that one, if you know that, then you also know that Christ lives in us. Right? Now, I'll prove this to you. In John, you all know the Apostle John wrote 1 John and John, right? And the Gospel of John. Okay, so we're going to the Gospel of John because this is where he's, he's, he's alluding to, or what he's alluding to. He says in John chapter 14, verse 19, he says, A little while longer, this is Jesus speaking, by the way. He says, A little while longer and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live, you will live also. Verse 20, at that day you will know that I am in the Father and you in me and I in you. Did you all get that? Okay, notice this duality here. He says, you and me, I and you. You and me, I and you. There is, there is this duality that takes, that, that takes place in that not only does, you know, do we live in Christ, but Christ lives in us. This thing is a two-way street. This is actually, come, uh, the Apostle John is bringing us to something, uh, understanding. See, let me tell you a story. Let me just... Uh, can I just tell you something and then we'll pick it up next week and I'll give you all the scriptures? Can I do that? Because I, I think this might be easier to do it this way. What is the thing that we lost? What happened at the beginning? Let's go to Genesis 1.26. You know, let's just go there. Uh, let me just quote it to you. <laughs> all right. <It> just, <laughs> whatever. All right. <laughs> Genesis 1.26. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image 
after our likeness. So he's saying we're going to make a carbon copy of ourselves. Can I, can I say it that way? Okay, and because our self rules in heaven, they're going to have this thing, they want to rule something. So he says, let them have dominion over this realm. Can I, can I put it that way? Because when you read in the Psalms, it talks about all the works of his hands who put on the man. All the works of it. See, we only thought it was the earth. It was all the works of his hand in this realm. You all with me? Okay. So, I told you it's a big thought. Okay. So, this is how God created us. In his image, after his likeness, he said, let them have dominion. And in verse 28, can you bring up verse 28? He brings up something else as well. He says, be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth. So, we were meant to have dominion and subdue this earth. Are you all with me? This was our beginning. Did you hear the word beginning? This was our beginning. But something happened. And I will, can I, I will teach you all this next week. Okay, I'll give you all the scriptures of this. Something happened. Something entered into this earth. A spiritual being that had fallen. That in fact, let's, let's quickly go to Isaiah chapter 14. There was another beginning that is spoken of when the devil, Lucifer, turned into Satan. Okay? Which is, an, which is something that opposes God. See, the names all mean something, by the way. All right? His name changed, just like Abraham changed his name to Abraham. Okay? Because it meant something, Lucifer changed his name. His, Lucifer's name was changed because of who he became. That's why you can't call him Lucifer anymore. Because that's not who he is. Your name describes who you are. You all with me? Amen? And so that's why he became Satan and the devil. And we'll look at all the, the, the meaning, meanings of all of that uh, next week. <laughs> okay? But something happened. He not only sinned, and we find this in Isaiah. There are several um, uh, scriptures covering this. But I just want to look at one just for, just for today. In Isaiah 14, and I believe it begins in, let me see, verse 13. Verse 12. It says, Isaiah 14, 12, it says, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. Verse 13, For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars. I will sit on the mount of the congregation of the Father's eyes of the Lord. Bad mistake. Okay? I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Oops. Uh, went one step too far now. And verse 15 says, yet you shall be brought down to Sheol to the lowest uh, depths of the pit. That's hell. Okay, now, he sins. He falls. Notice his sin. This is, this is the universal law that he broke. Do you all understand? He tried to usurp his authority. He, he tried to take over God's throne. And God said, no, no way. <laughs> okay, and down you go. So, so he sins. And this is the original sin. Are you all with me? Okay, in the beginning sin, okay? This is the original sin. So what happens now is he turns up, he compounds this sin now by turning up in Genesis. Uh, in uh, Genesis chapter 3, when, you know, after God creates man, after his image and likeness, gives him dominion and so on and so forth. And he comes down and he does it again. He causes man to sin. He causes man to go against what God had said, told him to do. Are you all with me? And because of this, that's a second beginning. All right? This is our beginning now. 
that he came in and he sinned. So when the Apostle John says that he sinned from the beginning, he not only sinned in the beginning of that spiritual you know, age, but also in this natural age. Both beginnings, somewhere he sinned. Are you all here? And from the beginning, he has, you know, he not only sinned, but he has caused others to sin as well. Now listen, the problem with us sinning was that we lost our dominion. Do you all with me? Okay? We lost our dominion. We lost our place. We lost everything that, it was, that was said in Genesis 126 and 128. We lost it all. Now listen carefully. What caused us to fall? Thank you. Sin. Sin caused us to fall. Listen now. What needed to be done to restore us? See, because of that sin, we got sick. Because of that sin, we got broke. Because of that sin, you know, people were getting demon-possessed, people doing stupid things, you know, people killing each other. Remember Cain and Abel? Okay, and in fact, that's the reason why Jesus said he was a murderer from the beginning. Because also in that beginning, he got Cain to murder his brother Abel. You all remember that? And so he's saying, listen, every time the devil touches anything, it's sin. And it causes destruction. Listen, listen. For this purpose... The Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. Listen, the thing that he came to destroy was that original sin. It wasn't just a little sin of doing things wrong. It was the original sin that plunged us into this darkness. Put us in a place where we could no longer speak to storms. We could no longer command the dead to come alive. We couldn't do anything anymore. That was all gone. We couldn't live and create with our mouth. Now let me go down the road for a minute. (laughs) Do you know that was our original purpose? Do you know that's how we were meant to do things? Not to take the creativity away from us, but can I just say this? So you want to build a house. I used this example before with somebody else, okay? Let's just say you want to build a house. What's the problem? You don't have the tools. You don't have the material. Can I just say this? Now, you, let's say that you were walking in all of God's power and ability the way he created you to walk in. So don't freak out and say, oh, you're trying to be like, oh, shut up. Listen, that's how God created us. Image, likeness. Let them have dominion. So everybody doesn't want it, just stay out of this message. All right. So, okay. So the ones that do, do want this, I want you to think about it this way. What we were meant to do. So if you know you want to do something, you know, what if you were able to call out something? You say, well, you know, uh what are the saw things that they use to cut wood? No, this one at a time. Drop saw. Okay, let's say let's say you need a drop saw. Okay, there, there's some some things that really can do angles and stuff. You know what I'm trying? You know those things? Okay, one of those things. Yeah, drop saw. Okay, thank you. Let's say you wanted one of those. And so you say, drop saw B. And it, there it is. And you think, hmm, I need a lot of wood for this. So you said, you say, would be. And there it is. Would be. Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> I know, right? Okay. <laughs> and so there, so you know what? Listen, that's what you, that's how you create. Now you think, okay, see, we weren't meant to be lazy. You think I got the materials. Now I'm going to build something awesome. And you start going for it. And you go, oh, I forgot nails. You don't run to the store. You just call them out. Are you all getting something here? See, this is what we were meant to do. This is how we were meant to live. We would speak things into existence that would be there. 
I know this is just probably just curling some of your brains right now, but I want to, I want to show you something because you, we don't realize how much we lost. We don't realize what the Apostle John meant when he said, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. And the thing that took everything away from us was the thing that he was going to restore back to us. That's why when he got up, you know, remember they were in the storm and they came running to him and said, don't you care that we perish? He didn't get his app out and look up, you know, check and see what the weather was like. And he goes, oh boy, this is a really bad storm. Let's see. Oh, in three hours it'll settle. (laughs) Okay. What did he do? He stood up and he said, peace. Be still. In fact, you know what the first thing he did was? He rebuked the wind. Because the wind caused the waves. So if he could shut the wind down, the waves would stop. Amen. So he rebuked the thing that was causing the problem. Hello. And you know what? I believe that that wasn't just a normal storm. These guys are used to storms. You know, they're fishermen. Like they haven't had a storm or two in their life. Obviously, what they were facing was something demonic and supernatural. Are you all here? The wind was something extraordinary. Something was going on that they were not used to. By the way, they were on their way to a place called Gadara, where there was a demon-possessed person that the devil had bound for so many years. In fact, there were two of them there, and he was going to deliver them. And you know the devil didn't want that by the way. Anyway, that's another time. So we're back back in the boat, okay? So what does he do? He gets up and he does something. He he speaks. Then he turns around to his disciples and rebukes them. (laughs) You know, instead of going, okay boys, settle down, relax, it's all okay, it's over, it's okay, have a blankie, you know, just hang hang into your little blankie bed, just relax, we're done, okay, okay, we'll get there, we'll get there. It's not what he did. Are you all with me? See, why did he rebuke them? He said, why didn't you do this? He's trying to teach them what we were meant to do in the beginning. It is very, very sad that mankind didn't learn how to use their mouth to create, to control to dominate, to subdue. Amen. Because that was a part of God in you. That's what God, that's the way God said, this is how you will have dominion. This is how you will subdue. If anything gets out of line, this is how you do it. But we didn't get to those lessons because Satan came in before we learned that. And caused the fall. So we never got to it. So now God has to come back. And re-teach us all of it. But in order to do that. He's got this massive problem. That we've sinned. And that we are all under Satan's dominion. Remember Colossians 1.13. Amen. Remember there is a power. That was in operation. From the devil. So what's the, So there's this problem now. How does God restore us? Because we sinned, we gave up. And I'll show you all this in the scriptures, where the devil, when he he was sending Jesus, he said, all of this has been given to me. God didn't give it to him. We did. 
God gave it to Adam, Adam gave it to the devil, and that's how we got it. That's how we could tempt Jesus with that statement. Otherwise, it's not a temptation. People say, well, that was a, you know, he didn't really, you know, he didn't have it all to give. It wouldn't be a temptation if it wasn't true. Amen? So we know something happened here. I'm, I'm, I'm just, can I, just, I'm talking to you today, okay? I'll give you scriptures next week. I promise you, all right? But I want you to get this so that when we go through this slowly, you won't get frustrated, okay? <laughs> okay. So how, so God's got a problem now. He's got to lift us back out and up from under the devil's dominion. Are you all with me? How do you do that? Man gave it away. Do you know what the ingenious plan was? Do you know how he came to destroy the works of the devil, which was the sin that caused man to fall? Listen, he not only paid the price for it, but then he does something very significant. After three days and three nights, he raises up from the dead and he goes up to heaven. He is now seated at the right hand of God. He, mind you, before that, he absolutely massacred the devil and everything. Colossians tells us that. Again, I'll show you all these scriptures. Okay. He made an open show of them and just absolutely just murderized them. Can I use that word? It's not the right word. I'm just using it. Okay. <laughs> Left them just in a pile and went to heaven. And listen, he did something tremendous. He said, listen, if you receive me, this is why the apostle John is talking about him in us, us in him sort of thing. Okay. If you receive me, not only will I come to live in you, but now you will come to live in me. And I am not under the devil. I'm above the devil, seated on the right hand of God. So when you are in me, you're at the right hand of God now. Did you get that? That's how the redemption came around. That's how he was able to take mankind from under the devil to above the devil. By seeding us in him. See, that's why everything is in him. Have we ever figured that one out? It's not about religion. Oh, what religion do you have? Who cares? All the religions are under the devil. I don't want religion. I want to be in him. Because in him, I'm seated at the right hand of God. In him, I'm back in a place of power. Dominion. Amen. That's why we use the name. We, didn't, we wouldn't have needed to use the name before we sinned. Listen. Because we were already above the enemy. But once we sinned and went under it, now the only way that we can get back above the enemy is in the name. And so we use the name of Jesus to say, from, can, I, can I translate it? From this new place of power. In the name of Jesus. Get it? Amen. From this new place of power, I command you, peace be still. Whether, whether, whether it's sickness and disease, whatever it is, it's from that place now. And it's in the name of Jesus. From a place of power and authority. Hallelujah. Getting this now? Do you now understand? Can you see? Do you join all the dots now? Can you see now what Jesus did, what the Apostle John is trying to bring out, and why he's talking about this original sin, and why he's telling you to stay away from people that are associated with that kind of sin, because it caused the fall of mankind. It caused man to fall under the devil. We lost all of our dominion. We lost everything that God made us 
to be. We lost our purpose. We lost everything. And then we've been just struggling and fighting and, you know, clawing our way to the top and trying to get the better of everybody else. And we've been in competition ever since. We were never meant to compete with each other. I've said this before. We were meant to complete each other. We were given gifts so that each one would come along and go, oh, I know how I can help with this. And you'd go, oh, I can see that. You know, and, and do things. Because, you know, there's a, there's a power in unity. When you come together and you add skills, you can get so much more done than if you did it by yourself, by the way. There's a word for it. I can't remember it. But synergy. Thank you. That's the one. Synergy. All right, and it's an interest, it's a really interesting thing how that actually works. See, that's what was meant to happen. And because of the fall, everything went off. Sin started to dominate everyone's thinking, and everybody was thinking in sinful, sinful ways, which caused people to hurt other people, to hurt themselves, and continue to do so, live in guilt and condemnation, which is why the Apostle Paul says, in Christ there is no more condemnation. Romans 8.1. Okay? So, <laughs> oh, I, I think I'm almost done today. But I, do you all understand where all this is coming from now? Do you get why the Apostle John is saying these very specific things as he's going along here? Because he's tying in all the things that went wrong right from the beginning. And he's saying, listen, if you understand that this, was, this is what happened in the beginning... This is why I'm telling you to stay away from all of those things. Because it was the, 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 the cause of man's downfall. And it was the sin that caused everything to go wrong. Bringing sickness, disease, and poverty, and everything else. Hatred, and you know, all the, I could just keep going on. All of those things happened because of this one thing. And Jesus came to destroy the one thing that brought us down. Hallelujah. So that we could be restored back to where we belong. Amen. 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 That's what salvation is all about. Hallelujah. That's what eternal life is all about. See, we were never meant to die. We were meant to be immortal. That's not subject to death. But because Adam sinned, now we've gone from being immortal to being eternal. Whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Hallelujah. We're still going to live forever. Except a whole different way. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Are you all with me? Okay. I've said my piece. <laughs> Didn't use any of the scriptures. Well, I did. But I will, <laughs> I will do this in a, in a more orderly manner next week. Uh, allow me just to go back over all of this. Uh, but I want to just share that with you because it is such a massive revelation. Now you begin to understand why the Apostle John wrote all of these things. Why he could say, whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world. Amen. You get it now? Because we have been translated above all of this. And we are now in a place of power. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. I'm going to... I need to stop now. Otherwise, I'll keep going and, and we, we don't want to do that now. Okay. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you, Father, for all the wisdom, the revelation, the insight. I thank you, God, for what the Apostle John did in sharing these things with us. We thank you for this massive revelation that he brought to us. And now we begin to understand even more why he was the apostle that nobody could kill. Having this kind of insight and this kind of understanding. 
Hallelujah. And we thank you, Lord, that we want all of those same insights. We want that same revelation on the inside of us. So that we are walking in this revelation. It's not just information, but revelation. And we thank you, Father.